Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Minimalish podcast. And okay, you might have seen my saga on stories about this here episode. The first time I recorded it, it was raining and I realized after I listened back that you could hear that rain really hard and I don't know why, I just couldn't let it go. I tried to remove the rain sound, I really tried, and at first I thought that my editing skills were awesome and it sounded good, but then I kept listening and I didn't like the way it sounded and I just couldn't live with it. So here I am recording this episode again, but I'm doing that because this is a really important episode to me. I think it's something that a few of you have been asking me about and and it's just something that I've had on my heart and that I've really wanted to share about and that is how to actually start decluttering when it feels overwhelming. So before we get started on that topic, I just want to quickly ask you that if you're loving this podcast, scroll down right now and hit that five-star rating button and go ahead and give it a quick review as well if you have the time. Um, That really helps new eyes get on the podcast, new ears listening to the podcast, and that is just something that I'm super grateful for when you are able to take the time to do that. Um, Also, you can keep sharing on Instagram. Go ahead and screenshot yourself listening to this so you can share it with your people and I'm also incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly grateful for you for sharing this podcast because it actually costs money to create a podcast and I'm not going to go into the details, but I do that because I'm super passionate about this topic and I I want to share it with you. I want to share how minimalism has changed my life and I want to share realistic ways that you can, you know, add this to your life as well and create a life and home that is a place where you can thrive and be joyful and and to create a life that that is is the type of life you want to be living. So, that's why I do it and I'm really thankful when when you help get the word out. All right, let's get to this episode. So, how do you actually start decluttering when it feels overwhelming? Because let's be honest, like I know when I when my husband and I started this whole journey, like our home was overwhelming. And you might not have seen that if you like walked into our house on any given day because we may have hidden all the clutter in our master bedroom or you know, it it may have been super evident. Sometimes there was just stuff like all over our kitchen island at the time. I don't have an island now because our, we downsized and our kitchen is really small. But at the time, we had a pretty 
what I think is a big house for, for just two people. And, um, and then when we, when we had a baby, just two people and a baby and, and we filled that house up, up with stuff. So it can be overwhelming to start. And I can relate to that. And I'm the first one to like tap out when something is overwhelming, especially before minimalism. It's like my stuff was overwhelming me. So I could not figure out how to start on anything that would overwhelm me, let alone actually decluttering that stuff. And I also want to start with telling you a secret. I don't love decluttering. So even after I've done it, even after I've gone through with decluttering, I do not love it. (laughs) I am now like I consider myself minimalish, but mostly like I do consider myself a minimalist, but I don't think decluttering is the number one thing that minimalism is all about. Like it's just about living with less in general so that you can embrace a more intentional life, a more focused life, a life that you truly enjoy. Obviously decluttering is an important first step, but I am not the type of person that absolutely loves organizing, loves going through that process of decluttering. As you know, I, I've said it on here before, so if you are a listener um, to the other episodes as well, I don't personally love any task that comes along with managing my home. And I hate to say that, but it's true. And I've gone through a lot of mindset shifts in this area. And, you know, because I count it as my job to take care of my home, as the parent who spends a whole lot more time in the home, now I do it anyways, even though I don't necessarily love doing it. But when it comes to decluttering, I think the general idea you might have of me is that I find joy in this process, but that's just not the case. I don't think it's super fun. It's a task I kind of dread doing, honestly. And the aftermath, though, is so worth it. It's worth the annoyance of completing the task. So many of you have messaged me just telling me you don't know where to start. You feel overwhelmed by your home. You don't know how to get to the place that you want to be in, that that picture you have of your home. So today's episode is going to be all about how to get past that overwhelm and, and little steps that you can take to start that might help you kind of get past it. But first, I just think that we need to talk about the excuses we're making and the myths we're believing about about decluttering. And and these excuses are also going to apply to other things that aren't enjoyable maybe or just other areas of our life. So if you've already if you're like a pro declutter declutterer, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> If you're if you're a pro at decluttering and you totally love it um, and you listen to this podcast because you like love minimalism and you're already in it, I think these excuses are still going to speak to you about maybe other things in your life. So keep listening. All right. Excuse number one. If it's not enjoyable, it's not worth my time. Okay, I don't think any of us say this one out loud, but are you saying it with your actions? I know this excuse well because I've used it many times. I consider myself a former star procrastinator, and there are still some tasks that I procrastinate on to this day. I have found ways around my procrastination. I have found ways to stop myself from procrastinating. But as a procrastinator or a past procrastinator... (laughs) This is the excuse I don't say out loud, but it's probably the truth behind why I find myself avoiding certain tasks still. I've had to really shift my mindset around this. 
And the first thing I want you to do is something that I've had to do is realize that we've got to get through the hard stuff to get to the good stuff. Decluttering is one of those hard things. You might even have some emotional baggage you're going to have to sort through once you start. So it's not just the actual task of decluttering that's like physically hard or just like mentally hard. It can be emotionally hard too. But it's worth your time. The hard things in life are often the ones that are most worth your time. They lead to the best outcomes. So it's going to take some time to do this. It might be hard to get started. It might be hard to keep going. It might be hard to push yourself to do this. And it most likely won't be fun. It might get emotional even. But do it anyways because the best things don't usually come easy. The second excuse that I've actually heard specifically through a survey I did on Instagram is my kids are in my way. They are a roadblock. So I'm going to say this next thing um, as a to give you a picture of what it looks like when I'm decluttering. I typically choose to declutter during the time when my toddler is awake at this point. She is 18 months. So even when my husband and I were going through like our huge original declutter, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but like whenever we first kind of overhauled our home and our possessions and got rid of a bunch and a bunch and a bunch of bunches of stuff, um, whenever we first went through that, we both were really busy and like busier than I ever want to be again in my life. But we had an, a five month old at the time. That's how old Gemma was. And we had to do this while she was awake and we had to tag team it. But, um, but now I, I don't wait for my husband to come home to declutter because I actually want to spend time with him and he's busy and I'm home all day. So I do this with an 18-month-old, basically, like, on my lap, nursing, literally. Lately, she's been going through a separation anxiety. She's in the same room as me while I declutter, and oftentimes, I am decluttering her stuff. The other day, I decluttered a couple of closets that have gotten a little bit overgrown, but, um, but yeah, she's with me, so she makes more of a mess. She, like, literally is on top of me. I have to stop sometimes and start again in a few minutes. But if I can do this with an 18 month old, literally at my feet, um, I think that anyone can. And now I am totally aware that I have one kid and you might have lots of kids. And I know you might have even maybe an infant that needs to be on top of you at all times. And actually, if you do have an infant, Maybe this isn't the best of best times. I know I told you I did this when my daughter was five months old um, and went through this initial decluttering and like really dove into minimalism. But um, if your child's not sleeping through the night and and you're really overwhelmed just by like just by motherhood in general and, and the very beginning phases of motherhood, then decluttering will serve you well. But maybe just wait a month or two until you can adjust to motherhood a little bit better. That might be helpful. If you do have some type of routine, if you are able to find time to declutter with an infant, then then go for it. But I just wanted to give you some grace um, if that's you. But if you do have a lot of kids, like I know for the rest of us that don't have infants, um, if we are moms, our kids are going to butt in. And I know you might have multiple kids and that's a lot. 
I know that. I, like, I can imagine that is a lot. But guess what? This is the season you are in. This is the life you chose. Don't let your kids be your excuse. And I don't say that to be preaching at you. I tell myself this. My kid cannot be my excuse because I am with her all day. Like, I could make lots of excuses. Um, but I'm not going to just let my days drag on and do nothing. Not that there's not value in doing nothing every once in a while, but I'm not going to do nothing all day and get, get nothing important accomplished just because I have a toddler with me all day. She, she is with me while I do these things and I am teaching her the value of, of working hard at something that is important to you. And, and if it's important to you to declutter your home, then, then do it with your kids, you know? So some ways that you can do this, first of all, don't let them be your excuse and, and let them help. Even if it makes a little bit more of a mess, like if they make a little bit more of a mess, then it just is going to take a couple extra minutes to go through it. Maybe you can send them to grandma's house or a family member's home for a bit. If you live near family or a friend's home, you know, swap some time with a friend so that you can get a little bit of a break and get more done. Or stop every 15 minutes and take care of them, but then keep going. It doesn't matter how you do it. It just matters that you just keep going. Because if you are a mom and you want to declutter, your kids are going to be in the way. And we can choose to think of it that way, or we can choose to get around that mindset and and look at it like, you know, this is this is our season. We're moms and we have kids. And yes, they make things harder, but we've got to push through that. They are going to be in the way and, and it's not an excuse. It's just a fact. Are your kids in the way when you want to go to the bathroom? Probably. Do you do it anyways? I hope so, or else you're going to end up with some health issues. So I know that is not the most pleasant comparison, but it's just, it's the truth. And what I'm trying to say is just, you know, get past that idea that your kids are making this harder or your kids are a roadblock. It's true, maybe, but you can move past that. And your kids will survive if you spend time decluttering. I really, I really encourage you to to bring them along with you on this process, whether that's like you've got a toddler who who can't really like help, but but can just be there in the same room as you and or or you've got older kids and you can really explain this to them and have them help you with it. Because you're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for them too. And I just want you to know that I I get in this mindset about a lot of things too. Like I can find myself momentarily in this place where I've got a toddler having a tantrum and and maybe she's just been really difficult in that day and I just I'm at my end and and I feel like, you know, she is maybe I'm feeling for that moment she's a roadblock and she's in my way of of whatever it is I'm trying to do. But I've learned to shift my mindset when I'm feeling that way to remembering that this is my season and this is my greatest, one of my greatest jobs right now or one of my greatest roles is being a mom. So she she comes first in that sense um, of whatever it is I'm trying to get done. And if I have to wait till she's napping, then you know what, that's how it's going to have to be. If I'm going to have to stop momentarily to play with her, that's how it's going to have to be. The point is, 
we've got to get we've got to snap ourselves out of this mindset that our kids are in our way because um, whether you know I know we might fall into it momentarily. But if we can find a way to shift ourselves out of this mindset, we're going to get a lot more accomplished in our days. But it's not just about getting things accomplished. It's about enjoying our days and finding joy in our children. Because if we're constantly thinking they are in our way, they are a roadblock, and we have this victim mindset about motherhood, like we are the victim, our kids are against us, then that's just kind of, to me, that sounds like a joyless day. And I don't want to live in that kind of day. I don't want to live in that kind of motherhood. So I found ways to get myself around this mindset. And and it really just takes like recognizing when I'm in that moment where I've, I'm believing that my child is blocking me from something or, or that she's in my way and shifting to the fact that like, okay, I am the mom. I am here to take care of her right now. And you know, she is a toddler or, you know, whatever, if you have older children, like you are the adult. So if they're being difficult, you can, you are the one who needs to be the adult in this situation and, and tend to them or, you know, work around that situation. So I don't want to go on and on about this anymore, but I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how I've shifted my mindset in those moments because yes, my toddler does have days where she's more difficult and driving me crazy and I can fall into feeling like she's in my way, but I've got to get around that mindset. We've got to move past that excuse because that's what it is. It's an excuse. All right. Excuse number three is I don't have time and we all are short on time. Like I feel like everyone in the world believes they're short on time. I know that's a blanket statement, but but as moms, we really feel short on time. And I'm sure you're dedicating your time to important things and important causes. But the truth is, if something is important to you, you you've got to make time for it and you will make time for it. So find the time for this. If it's important to you, wake up earlier, do it after the kids bedtime, work on it during nap time, weekends, whenever you possibly can. Um, and I'm kind of going, going to go back and backtrack a little bit. When my husband and I were first diving into minimalism, decluttering our entire home, we were both working outside of the home. I was personally working part-time outside of the home. And then I had two work from home jobs, plus a baby who was about five months old. And that life was rough. Like I, I'm so thankful that we found minimalism because minimalism helped me out of that situation, which I will talk about in a later episode. Um, But thankfully, also, my husband was on board with this so that we did it. So we did it together. But obviously, I could have made all the excuses about time. But I knew that decluttering, what I didn't realize is how much time decluttering would give me back. You have to invest some time into it initially, but you'll find that having less stuff is going to give you more time in the long run. Now, I know that these aren't all of the excuses you could possibly have, but these are the common ones I hear and ones that I've made myself. But now that we've gotten, hopefully, through those excuses and and found ways to get around them, let's talk about actually starting. If you have a lot of stuff, it is overwhelming to just begin But when we look at something big picture, it can become so overwhelming that we don't even know where to start. 
So you can check out our second episode ever, which it's a little bit embarrassing to look back at those old episodes and just how nervous I was to start this podcast. Um, But look back at that because I kind of talk about these things I'm going to talk about right here in greater detail. But today I kind of wanted to readdress that question of how to start when you're feeling overwhelmed and kind of bring up some new ideas and, and some old ones that I've kind of found as the best ideas, at least for me, since then. So the first thing you need to do, and I think this is for everyone, is to make sure you have your why. Your why behind why you're doing this. Why are you decluttering? Why are you diving into a more or minimalist life? And you need to have a reason behind that. It's going to take effort and time and work to do it. So what's going to keep you going when it gets hard? Why are you actually diving into this journey? Um, So you can write this down. You can kind of picture the life you want to be living after decluttering. You can journal about like, what's your dream home? Like what is, I mean, not like literally moving into a dream home, but what is your dream about your current home? What does it look like when it's decluttered? Picture that peaceful space you hope your family gets to enjoy afterwards. Or maybe it's all the time you'll get back. Whatever it is, like write it down. Keep it in the back of your mind and use it as fuel when decluttering gets hard and you just feel like quitting. Second thing is to start small. And you don't have to start small, but um, this is one way to kind of get past that overwhelm. So if you've got a big goal... You're not going to get there all at once, so you can't just, like, overhaul your whole home in a day. So start small. You can start with one drawer or the smallest room in your house, especially if this task is overwhelming you. Start with something small. And the sense of accomplishment that you feel after getting that done will fuel you towards the next drawer or the next room. Then... The third idea is you can start with something that will seriously improve your quality of life. So for me, that was the closet. Um, This is one of the first areas that I tackled. And although it was honestly a huge project and my closet was super cluttered, it made a huge difference in my life after it was finished. And I've talked about kind of decluttering your closet before on here. It was episode 18. So you can check that out. Um, But it spurred me on towards more when I tackled the closet and saw how it improved my quality of life. My fourth idea for you is to find some accountability. Whether you can get your spouse on board, like Nick and I were on board of um, kind of on the same end goal with minimalism, um, or convince your best friend to declutter her home at the same time. Just have someone who can cheer you on in this and keep you accountable because it always helps to have accountability when you are doing something that takes hard work. And my fifth idea for you is to make it more enjoyable than it is. Put your favorite Netflix show on in the background or declutter to the lovely sounds of your favorite podcast. This is something I do while I clean. I make it more enjoyable for myself. So if you don't love to do something, find a way to make it a little bit more enjoyable than it is. All right. I hope these simple tips help you get started. But most of all, I hope going through these excuses helped you feel less alone in your struggle to get started. If I'm telling you about these excuses, it's because I've experienced them. Like I've felt them. And you're not alone in feeling them. You're not alone in feeling like this is hard. 
But it's your choice whether you let those excuses get in your way or you move past them and you move towards the life you want to live and the home you want to live your life in. I have a free resource that I created for you. It is called Making Room and it's based around my philosophy for this podcast, which is to make room for what matters. So this resource is going to take you through the three steps that I believe it has taken me to get to this point where minimalism has really changed my life. And it starts with this, what I just talked about today, and that is the physical decluttering. And then I go into kind of decluttering your actual life and your schedule and your mindset. And I talk about slower living. So this is just a free resource that's available to you to help you get started. If you want that, you can head to DesireeEndries.com slash make the room. That's DesireeEndries.com slash make the room. Next week on the show, I am going to share my interview with Brittany from Homegrown Traditions. She is an amazing mom of four kids. And she talks all about simplifying family life. So if you've got older kids, you're not going to want to miss this episode. If you've got any kids at all, you're not going to want to miss this. Um, But she is just a seasoned mom and she really talks about different ways to simplify. I love our conversation. She is such an encouraging person. And I really hope that you tune in next week to hear that conversation. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope this episode spurs you on to get started decluttering, get started with minimalism. And and if you've already started, I hope this episode just gives you a little more encouragement on your journey as well. I will talk to you next week, friend. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.